Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Boy, oh boy, do we got a lot of things to cover. Scherzer, record-setting deal. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, brought to you by DraftKings. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake. Out in California, we got Trevor Plouffe and behind the dish producer BBD. And we were about to go because it's a regularly scheduled time. And then the Mets said, here you go. We're on your time. So I appreciate you, Mets, giving us a hot first topic. Jake, how are you doing? James, Trevor, King, BBD, everyone in the chat, all the turkeys and the moms, happy Thanksgiving to y'all. Mm. How y'all doing? Mm. Happy Cyber Monday. Uh, big deal going on at our store right now. Uh, and yeah, so we're doing a breaking episode right now, and that'll be followed by our regular episode an hour after. That's not true. We're doing one episode. Um, but yeah, Uncle Steve, we were debating for about 15 minutes, like, how much Scherzer do we talk? Because is it going to happen? And then it happened, man. Uh, Scherzer to Los Mets, most money ever. Trevor Plouffe, recreational baseball type money, if he got paid for that. Mm. Uh, and we got the whole band back together. Everyone in the studio, in their spots. Uh, Trev, what's going on at uh, Magnum Condom Studio, my man? This just feels right. The guys all together, the chat popping, baseball hot in the streets. This is what we do. This is like wheelhouse. Like throw me a four seamer, eight seamer, middle, middle. You're going to get it. So I'm happy to be here. No engagement talk. No engagement. In the open. Okay. James, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm doing well. It's good to, I think it's been a month since I've been in the office. So I'm, uh, it's been a while. I feel out of place. But it's good. I got this nice you look great. hoodie on. We're all wearing John Boy Media stuff. So first segment, Scherzer, brought to you by the John Boy Media store. Shop.johnboymedia.com. Currently, everything's 21% off. Go get a bunch of talking baseball stuff. We Oops. got towels. We got shirts. We got hats. Uh, a bunch of other stuff. So 21% off ends the end of today 21 percent off till 11 59 59 and today because mm. it's cyber monday if you spend 50 bucks you get a free mug Ooh, um, talking baseball the mug. perfect x mass gift uh 100 bucks i think you get a big coupon code for next year so go get your go get yourself some stuff you you want to spend on cyber monday i know i do I like tweet out. I'm like, let me know where to spend besides the John Boy Media Store. Egg.com is what you usually Egg.com is where on. I normally go. Oh, that's go. a good one. But yeah. before you I go think there, people should put John Boy Media Shop. I think people should put Santa's milk in one of our mugs. I think he'd really enjoy that because I heard Santa's a fan of our show. Santa's milk? Like the milk that comes out of Santa? You know what I'm talking about. You leave milk and cookies for Santa. Oh, that's not Santa's milk. Okay, whatever that. I mean, that's ridiculous. He's a fan of talking baseball. James, you like his milk? Nothing but breast milk. Mm. Liquid gold, they call it. One hundred and thirty million dollars over three years. 
It's an AAV average annual value. Is that what that stands for? Of $46 million, which is that correct? I'm, I think so. Math pod. I just read it and then I, I forgot it's not in front of me, but it, I don't think so. It's 40 something. What's the total again? 130 over three? Yeah. It's 43. $43 million, which breaks the record set by Cole, which was 36. So the Mets went out and got their guy. Um, This is good. You know what? This is really all of this stuff, this flurry of signing. So on today's episode, we're going to talk about the Scherzer and all the other Mets moves. Then we're going to talk about the Rangers and all of their moves. And then we're going to do a flurry of other people that have signed. There's so much stuff to talk about that some of it is getting pushed to, to next episode. Some trades, some extensions, some rumors. But that's today. Mets, Rangers, and then a, a couple other bullet point signings. But, Trev, I kind of, before we get into Scherzer, I have a question for you. I was under the impression that we wouldn't have a lot of signings before the lockout because they don't know what the CBA Passing. is going What do we got? Passing says it's done. Uh, One thirty opt out after year two. Mm. So he can opt out? He can opt out. That's nice of them. Nice. In case someone yeah. wants to give him $50 million for year three. <laughs> Which they might. <laughs> or two more years. 39-year-old getting 50 mil for one year. He'll be, he'll be on the Rays in three years. <laughs> no, that's four. One year, $50 million. Angel. Verlander just got 50 mil for one year. Well, two, but he can opt in. Yeah, that'd be two years, though. But yeah, Scherzer, yeah. if Scherzer's actually good, by that time, he could get yeah, one. Yeah, but say Verlander has, like, a, a, another Tommy John, and he's just like, yeah, I still want it. I mean, they get insurance on it, but yeah, there's a way Verlander can get 50 mil for playing. He's got 39 for playing, whatever, not playing. Yeah. Anyway, Trev, this is so weird to me. I'm happy that everyone's getting paid, but this whole vibe of everyone exchanging presents and – Players getting such big contracts and teams giving out big contracts right before the lockout, it feels like the teams and the GMs and the players are undermining the union and MLB because it's like, hey, we don't like each other. We're not getting along. We're going to say goodbye for a while. And then everyone else is like, well, let's take advantage of them saying goodbye. It, it feels like the... Do we need to have a a lockout every year to get players paid what the what their value is? I th- I think you hit it a little bit, you know. I do think it's should be viewed as like an optimistic uh thing that this is happening. That there are some big signings and some big money. That's 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 good for baseball. You know, that's kind of what this whole thing's about. It's about money and years and control and all that stuff. So, I think it's a good sign. Um, but I, I do think the players have a little bit of the leverage here. I think if you're a team and you you made some headway with a guy and you want that guy, you're saying, I don't want to have two months of silence and lose this momentum that we have. And that's, I think, why we're seeing some of these this flurry of signings, and it's not even done. We're expected to get another big one coming soon, too, with Seager. Well, and that's that's where I think... You know, it's it's a deadline. A deadline makes things move, and both sides are motivated. If you're a team, especially, you know, we've seen a lot of these non-playoff teams from last year's making all the big splashes so far, that, you know, if you're the Texas Rangers, this is your best chance. If you throw Marcus Simeon that extra year, and he doesn't have to wait 
two, three months to figure out where he's going. Um, I think Scherzer is in a different boat than that. I think Simeon, though, Gossman, like, if you're getting the contract you wanted, if not more, just take it and start. Buy your spring training house. Buy your house in Toronto, Gossman. Um, you know, both both sides are motivated to get a contract done. That's the best way to get a contract done. <laughs> if only one side wants to get a contract done, that doesn't always work. If neither side, it's really hard. Um, it does seem like the 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 hungry teams, is, uh, the the teams that no one expected, are taking advantage of this. It seems like the teams that the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Red Sox, or I don't know if the Red Sox were spending big. Um, I, I think. What are some other teams that were like in the playoffs last year that were expected to spend big? Giants are supposed to spend Giants, big if you said them. Dodgers, may, Yankees. Maybe they were they were waiting and they're like, everyone's gonna wait. And the Rangers and the Blue Jays and now the Mets are like, nah, we're 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 gonna take advantage of that thought process. And it seems so weird to go into the lockout with like the nicest, most fun, positive offseason, uh, which is good for the lockout, hopefully. The the biggest contract signed by a free agent going to another team, to a playoff team, is Graveman to the White Sox, $24 million, um, over three I years. I so, love that signing, by the way. I know we're not going to get into or excuse it. Excuse me. Matt's is, is over him. That's my bad. Um, Cardinals, wild card, that doesn't even count. Um, but, yeah, man, these the teams, you know, we, we weren't sure how big the Mets were going to dance. We weren't sure how big Texas was going to dance. And now Detroit Erod. Scherzer, what a massive contract. I can't believe I genuinely can't believe it. Uh I will if Mets fans want to drink my tears. I mean, I've I've just seen the Mets do this many times. Uh Trev, you FaceTimed me last night to give a little congrats on the enragement. Um and at the end, you and I both it was right before the news started getting hot with the beat riders, and you said like Scherzer's not going to the Mets, right? And we both were like, yeah. Like, he's he's driving up the price. He's using Uncle Stevie to get the numbers up. So the Dodgers or the Giants or the Angels come with that big old money. And look at that, man. I mean, well, the New York Mets. I think that my friend Jake Storielli, honest guy, hit the nail on the head with how this played out. And this is such speculation. And it's kind of yes. fun. It's kind of really fun speculation. So I don't know if I buy it, but I just love the idea of it. They were trying to use the Mets as a stalking horse. But Cohen was like, we're not going to allow that anymore. And we're going to change the narrative on who we are. And we are going to spend big. And Jake tweeted this. So I'm stealing it from him. But he said it. Max Scherzer, Max Scherzer is like a head representative of the players union. And if he turns down the biggest offer made to him, that is not the message the union sends to their players. Like, think about this. He just raised the AAV. He just, like, raised the tides of all future free agencies, and now we're saying, yeah, like, you know, inflation, blah, blah, blah. but they are going up because he said yes to this deal, and maybe Cohen and the Mets took advantage of that. Like, hey, he can't say no. Yeah, he, he preaches to every player, take the most money. It's better for the rest of the league. And maybe he was waiting there saying, hoping the Dodgers would match or someone would come close. But good good job by the Mets. And that this does change the narrative of, like, what they thought Cohen was going to do. I think um, coming off the pandemic year, they had to, like, really regroup. And this is what they expected when he came in. So yeah, I mean, you have, awesome to give him cre- you have to give him credit. 
I've I've been on this show. I've talked a lot of crap about Uncle Stevie and some of the things he says and how he uses Twitter. But when you open up that bag, that's the main thing. When when he took over this team, fans were like, "We are going to spend money. This is going to be different." He's done it. I mean, he gave Lindor three hundred mil, three hundred whatever the hell million, a lot, a lot. Scherzer, this contract. Not to mention the other guys they picked up. Excellent signings. You. You can go and throw big money all over the place, but if it's not, if they're not supplemented, it doesn't mean anything, a la the Angels. <laughs> but when you go and get Eddie Escobar and you go and get Canna, <laughs> shrapnel. Sorry, shrapnel. <laughs> sorry, I'm I'm getting better. Okay, um, and you go and get Starling Marte, like they're making their team really, really good. And you have to give credit when credit is due. I agree with you on the Scherzer take that he needs to go and and get that high AAV and set the market. You know he is a he is high up in the players' union, and that is preached. Like yeah. let's go get the money. You're kind of going against a religion if he doesn't take the highest offer. I think there's some other things that come into play nowadays with contracts, opt outs, no trade clauses. Those things are always valued a lot. So like some of the more creative contracts, you don't always have to go to the highest AAV if you can get, you know, the opt out at the right time, whatever. But I 100% agree with that. And do I think Uncle Stevie was like, hey, let's make that offer because uh, he's part of the union? Maybe that came into effect. I think it was more like Stevie's like, I I got the deepest bag. Like let me let me be the biggest baddest dude here, and here you go. And if that's the case. Stevie and I can be friends. <laughs> okay, that's great. That's how you get on Trevor Plouffe's radar. Yeah, I, I forget if I said it here or Wake and Jake, but with the Matt signing, and now it's the joke on the internet that thank you to Stephen Matt's agent for letting this whole chaos start. It was, you know, there's things that control the narrative. If you're if you're a team, I truly believe winning solves everything. Um, you can sweep all your problems under the rug. It's not a problem until you start losing. And for Cohen. When he tweeted out all that stuff about Steven Matz and his agent, he still had the power because, well, you could either be Mets, and if you make a few small moves and you missed out on Steven Matz, then everyone can shrug, or you go and do what you did over this this Thanksgiving break, and holy crap, man. Do you think the opt-out has to do with DeGrom in any way? Like, DeGrom is on the Mets for the next two seasons, and now Scherzer is. So that's kind of a big window for the Mets the next two years. I think DeGrom's, I believe it's a club option, according to Fangraphs, which means, you know, any handshake deal like, hey, if, if you guys bring DeGrom back for that third year, I'll, I won't opt out and we'll run it three times. But if DeGrom leaves, I'm going to go chase a championship ring in like my 39 season. Because that's what we're looking at here is you got DeGrom and Scherzer in the same rotation for two years guaranteed. And now well, they're no, We talked about this. Doesn't DeGrom have an opt-out after this year? It doesn't say so on Fangraphs. It says that the club has an opt-out. The club has an option in 2024. After we need to chat in on this. I, I, I'm, also, I'm reading that he has an opt-out after this year. but Yeah, I'm seeing player option for 2023. Fangraphs doesn't have that. Where are you, what? Spotrack and uh, baseball reference. It might be one of those funky Mets would have to commit two years 
If they decline, he can still take one. Uh, it could be that. Player player opt-out. Spotrack, which is usually the best yeah. at this, says full player player opt-out after 2022. Oh, never mind. So. That is huge leverage. <laughs> I, I think... I think, yeah. I think. Scherzer's- Do you want me to be there with Max Scherzer, who you're paying $43 million to? Do you want me to be here with him? Okay. Guess what, Uncle Steve? Now it's my turn. I think for hey. Scherzer, you were all oh over. Oh, my God. I, I think, look at what Justin Verlander just signed coming off TJ. Yeah. If Scherzer is good, never mind best ERA of his career last year, never mind top three Cy Young voting good. Like, if Scherzer is still a form of Scherzer after these two years, he can opt out and get another two years, three years. Like, he's he's in control, man. Good for him. I'm so excited for Jacob DeGrom. I, I just came to that realization that he has all of the leverage in the world. Who else do the Mets have in their rotation? Walker. I want Walker. Cookie. Cookie Carrasco. Um, I said Taiwan already. They have uh, who's the kid? Peterson. Peterson. He he might. Peterson. McGill. You think they get another like another guy that's available? Just just to throw in, just for safety. Cassie's on you're TJ. Spending yes. tons, you're spending I've, tons of money. Go get like uh, Rodon or Kikuchi or you know someone that just it can be a four or five and and be there. I do think they supplement. Yes. You know they they have Trevor Williams too. I you could go get another starting pitcher. I wouldn't be surprised if they go bullpen because that's that's kind of what's tired out Degrom. And I know Trev, you were all on this because you want to see like, hey, where are we at with Degrom's injury? Because that was a story, and then it went away as the Mets went away. Part of that was Degrom having to pitch in the seventh and eighth innings of games. If you can, in this Mets bullpen, which you know Edwin had a year, Trevor May, Chris Rose rotation, John Boy Media, uh, Seth Lugo, he was out for a little bit. If you can supplement that bullpen, so you can pull Scherzer or Degrom in the fifth or sixth inning game in July, like I think that might be your better bet on keeping those guys healthy throughout the year. I love it, man. This makes me happy. Well, this was good Talk for everyone. ball with you guys. This is good for the yeah. Mets, good for the players, good for DeGrom, good for Mets fans. It's you going to give your official Twitter grade on this? Um, uh, 10 out of 10 for Scherzer. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I'd go 9-3 because I, I still I don't think he wanted to be in the Mets. I think he wanted to be in. I think he, he wanted a California team to match. No? Right. Well, it's still 9-7 then. It's good for him. Um and man, we start. So we haven't even talked about the other Mets signings yet. Which, by the way, go look at their FanGraphs roster resource page. The Mets bench right now: J.D. Davis, Jeff McNeil, Dom Smith, Luis Guillorme, John Boy Media fan. Um, and you know you they could have sh- Robinson Cano on their team. Cano- like the Mets what? are deep. Um, who knows what else they've got up their sleeve? Can can if they get the DH, they've got guys for that. If they want to do another trade and move some bodies around, I'm uh this Mets team, man. They they've got a ton of talent. They're kind of reminding me of like the way we talked about the White Sox last year. Like a lot of talent. What will they do with it? The first couple signings, uh, Eddie Escobar, 
He signed two years, 20 mil, uh, club option for a third year again. So the Mets are kind of setting their window here, which is how the luxury tax has been going, which makes you think, do the owners think that they're going to win that and it's going to be the same three-year cycle where you have big two-year windows reset, big three-year window, whatever it is. But Eddie Escobar and then um, Canna. Is it Canna or Canna? And I say that every time I say his name, then I ask. Um, they I both signed. Canna. Trev's guys, Escobar and Canna? They both, I know. I'm so, they so both well signed two-year deals. And those were the types of contracts that I thought were going to happen before the lockout. Like guys who were like, I just really need to, like, to lock something up. I don't want to go through Christmas not on a team. Uh, just get me whatever the best is right now. Two years. Um Eddie Escobar, I like that. I mean, he can play a lot of positions, um, and offensively has been great of late. I don't think he's an expert in any positions. I don't think he's like a – I don't think he's – the defense is – you can play – No, he's position. very versatile. Yeah. And then uh, – can right, like? right, Switch hitter that helps with your you know platooning. Like, he's a great piece to have on your team. And then Starlin Marte, four-year deal, which is – I like that because the DH is going to become an option. I don't know if he's going to – stay at center field through all four years. He's 33 already, and that's a position that doesn't last. So, But the Mets are just completely retooling. And they haven't made any trades yet? Like, they're going to have to trade some guys right now. What's their 40-man? I guess that's my question. Is I guess the trade – I think the trades they would do would probably be to bolster farm system a little bit rather than trading farm depth for guys. I think they've expressed – a disinterest in depleting the farm system. They still need to build that up. That was like their whole plan going into last year. Stroh's a free agent. He's got the... Compensation. No, he he doesn't, though, because he accepted and you can't get it off. Oh, right. He doesn't have that. They gave it to Conforto. Excuse me. That's what I was thinking of. They only have 38 guys. prospect is a catcher. They have room on their 40 man, so they don't have to make a trade to add Scherzer. And I mean, excited for Jolly Olive, Jerry Blevin, Shea Station. Kind of funny when they came on board, the Mets <laughs> season started going downhill. Now they are like the sexiest team in ball. So uh, happy for them. And yeah, man, Starling Marte, you know, he was one of the treats of this free agency. And again, don't compare center fielders to all outfielders. Go check out center fielders and what Marte did last year. Um, yeah, I mean, it. you know. 35, 36-year-old Starling Marte, that could start looking a little different, but who cares? Uh, Enjoy it for a couple years. And, yeah, I think it makes their whole team stronger because Nimmo's been playing a lot of center field, and I think he'll probably be better in the corners. Um, Canna, Escobar, this team's got some flexibility. They got, like, likable guys. This is, uh, is this not not your dad's Mets? I like it. And let me tell you something. Their top prospect, Francisco Alvarez, is a catcher. 5'10", 230. <laughs> like, this guy's made for this show. Like, What's that supposed to mean? What's Kirk? Kirk's Five, six, like 300? I think the catchers I think, that can rake? I, think, I don't know. I think Kirk's listed 5'7", 265, something like that. And you know if they're listing him at 5'10", on the prospect, you yeah, know, he's five he's... He's five eight. He's a firm five eight. If you're a catcher listed at fifth 5'10". overall prospect Good. in the game, trade him for Luis Castillo. Go nuts, Mets. Oh my god. We would trade him for Luis Castillo. You're a Yankees idiot. <laughs> Got me. <laughs> Got me. Starlin Marte last you are, year. Though. Yeah. 
you see his trade prediction that he texted me privately and I tweeted out? It was horrible. Uh, Marte, I think, led all center fielders in average. He was second in OBP. He was first uh, in baseball and steals. Had to be. Yeah, had to be. He was second or third in uh, runs created plus, tied for first in war. Him and Brian Reynolds were the two best center fielders. And you're right. Center field is people really got to start thinking of center field as a different position than outfielder because not a lot of guys can stick and play out there. So the Mets are the best. What does that do with our relationship with Mets fans? Because I have like kind of a poor relationship with Mets fans. I feel like you guys sort of do too. Like, are we? Uh, I don't know. Like, I think there was a guy in the chats saying that we we were really sad about this. When I'm, we're not, and I'm not. Look at so. us. We're thriving. Not sad. I, it's I, pretty exciting. I think the the thing I would say, and I think BBD said it best on Twitter last night. Like, you know, we make fun of the Yankees' uncles a lot. This one, like, you know. Things that wouldn't happen on George Steinbrenner's watch, I think this. I mean, that's that's kind of been a sign of these new Yankees. Um, and then, you know, I'm shocked that the Dodgers, man, like they traded for this guy. I know, you know, Trey Turner was the bigger piece, but they traded for Scherzer too. And, I'm, you know, the Giants were supposedly supposed to tr- pry him away. I would love – we haven't heard that side of the story yet. Like, did they just keep playing chicken with the Mets? And they were like, you're not going to sign with the freaking Mets. And then he did it. Yeah, I don't know. Especially because they lost Bauer the way they did last year. And they're trying to sign him. And Maybe the Mets just did not want to run that back. They wanted to get their guy. Scherzer and DeGrom. I hope they stay healthy and they pitch all year as the one, too. I hope they interact a lot. Mm, friends. Who is going to be their catcher? McCann. That's so fun. McCann and, and Nito. Like, no one's happier than McCann right now. He loves it. He loves it. Giolito said nice stuff about People him. People that love catcher ERA two years from now are going to be love McCann. Man. Do you remember when Giolito gave McCann, like, an extra $20 million because he said nice things about him? Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. By the way, I know we got to keep. That's why I never that. say nice things about you, Jake. Thank you. You and you and yeah. Jimmy and Jimmy are already planning on firing me. Um, I'm not involved in that. The NL, you made one of them. Um, hey, yeah, you're not. Actually, you made two of them. Ooh, shout at Trevor Plouffe. Uh, I think the, I think McCann and Scherzer has caught Scherzer before 2014. They were still overlapping. I think. Wow. Ooh, research was department. Up in 2014. Looks like that was when he debuted. Maybe. maybe I don't know. Okay. NL East, Braves just won the World Series, young and stacked. Mets, Uncle Stevie, going for it. Miami Fish, the arms are there. Supposedly they're getting more bats. They already added one. We'll talk about that. Smart, did I say the Phillies? Or the Nationals. Dombrowski, he's supposed to empty the bank wad. They're supposed to be in on everyone. This is supposed to be their go time, Bryce Harper. Honestly, if I'm the Nats, I'm stoked. Good time to rebuild. <laughs> Let the riffraff figure itself out. We'll see you in two and a half years, Nationals. What do you do with, if you're the Nationals and you have this golden child, but you have nothing around him in a very, very competitive competitive division for the next five years? Build around him. Pay him for you 12. Pay him for 12. He's so young, you build around him. I heard I've been hearing silly numbers with him. Name one silly number. What's your silliest number? Two. 
Not I a lot of humor to seven. do. Seven's pretty silly. I think I don't like seven. Seven get yeah, it's like a joke number. Yeah. No. It's not lucky. No. Five, maybe. What? Five is a building block number. I think five is a very well, important. Well, five number. doesn't get it. So I'm talking right about right angles and curves. Yeah, five angles got right angle oh, and then all of a sudden shapes? it's curves. Like make up your mind. <laughs> I don't know we're doing shapes. Seven gets silly when you have to cross it in the middle. It's like, come on. No one crosses. <laughs> no, no one, one crosses. crosses. That's such sevens. an old. That's like yeah. you lick your finger to turn a page. You cross a seven. The same person. Oh, yeah. If you do a curly. People cross sevens? People oh, cross in the sevens. middle. Old people. Yeah, people I cross their Zs the too. It's freaky. Crossing a Z feels foreign. That's creepy. All right. Next up, let's move on. Good job by the Mets. They got a lot of guys. Four guys, tons of money committed. Good for baseball. Good for the Mets. Good for everyone. And we're moving on to the Rangers. Surprise team that took advantage of this deadline. Brought to you by Dugout Mugs. Go get yourself a Dugout Mug Rangers mug. They got all the teams. They're going to sell out of their products this holiday season, but these will be the first ones to go. Their new season opener should be at the top of your gift list. Their bottle openers made from baseball bat handles. When you hold this, you feel powerful. I've done it before you open a beer bottle, and you're surprised you didn't break the whole thing in half. The season openers have been a huge hit, not because it's a bad product, because you're so strong when you hold it, and they didn't make enough to be ready for how much you all we're going to love them. So if you're grabbing one for yourself, have a coworker or family member buy a gift for Don't Wait. Grab one now. Use code JOMBOY for 30% off at dugoutmugs.com before they sell out the bottle openers at uh, DraftKings. <laughs> Dugout Mugs. More on DraftKings later. Uh-oh, teaser. <laughs> All right, out of nowhere, the Rangers. They lost 102 games last year. They said... You think we care? You think that scares us? We'll spend $102 million like this. However many games we lose, double it. That's how much we'll spend next year in free agency. That's been their philosophy from the start. We just mm. didn't know it. Mm. First, they pick up Marcus Simeon. You're like, what? Wow. Didn't think that one was coming. And... uh and then Cole Calhoun sneaks in, cracks me up that he gets lumped in here because a one-year deal for $5 million and compared to everything else we're talking about, but they did go get him. And then John Gray for a four-year contract, $56 million. So we'll start at the top because that's the, that's the biggest one. Simeon goes to the Rangers, uh, and you just have to clap as loud and as long as you can for Marcus Simeon for turning down. Didn't even get the qualifying offer from the A's. He didn't even get it, right? So no, he, he, the, Jim, this will be your favorite part. The A's offered him a one-year, and we think it was like 12 and a half mil. It was two and a half in the first year and then one million. But we we didn't know how much the A's were trying to just not win, not not pay money, True. and like trying to get guys to leave. Yeah, Like everyone thinks, oh, the A's are going to uh, sell everyone at tw- now. They made up their minds last offseason that this was the plan. They're like, but we won't let people on to us. So they that was a joke offer that they knew he would say no to. But anyway, he took a bet on himself contract, switched his position, gets third in the MVP votes, and now gets $175 million deal after his pillow contractor bet on himself contract. Uh, it's got to be, I mean, I don't have the record books, but it's got to be one of the best Bet on yourself contract post contracts we've seen, and I don't and and then the Rangers, which is odd. Where's he going to play? Short, 
second. He's 31 years old. So you're going to have him until he's 38. I got some thoughts on that. Middle infielder. Is he, going to the, is he going to the corners? You can do whatever you want because they're all versatile there. And I'm hearing, and I'm sure you guys have seen all the same stuff, that they might not be out on a Trevor Story or, or a Correa or a Seager. Like, how fun would that be? Talked about it a little bit today with C Rose. Kind of Falefa, wherever you want to put him. Seeger, probably at short to start. Simeon, wherever you want to put him. Put him at third. Put, it doesn't matter. Those three guys together in the infield will be really, really fun to watch. And like if you start signing guys like that, like, are they gonna make me like the Rangers? Yeah. I, I like Simeon. The, dude, I like the Rangers right now because maybe I don't understand it. But they're paying money, and they're trying to reward their fans and keep people coming and keep people excited. And they've done this every year, and we've kind of mocked them because we just don't know their plan. Like when they got Kluber and they got Lynn and 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 that rotation with Miner and um, who else was it? Gibby. It didn't work. But they're just like, fuck it. Like they've never accepted the rebuild when everyone thought they should accept the rebuild. And now I applaud them for it. They've been kind of rebuilding though, right? Like retooling, whatever you want Fight to call it. Trevor Plouffe to camp and give him a real shot, you jerks. Yeah. Don't lie to me. Don't lie to Trevor. You lie to Trevor, you lie to me. I'll unfollow you. Um, I Good for Marcus Simeon. I mean, that's you talk about Scherzer coming close to a 10 out of 10 on my tra- trade scale, free agency scale. Simeon. Yes. I mean, if you had told him the next year you're going to go 7 for 175, um, I mean, someone compared it to uh, when DJ LeMahieu hit free agency last year, same age. Um, he got, what was it, six for 100, something like that. Um, so Simeon goes nuclear on that. Awesome for him. This is personally, I would leave him at second base. You saw how well it worked. Um, he's, you know, he's 31. Uh, keep him there. I think playing shortstop and second base is very different. If you don't believe that, go check out some Glaber Torres this year. Um, and we'll see if they do make the other big move. Um, I I would I deep dove into the Texas Rangers because they used to be Jake's Texas Rangers. People forget that. Dallas Jake. I forget. I don't think that was Rexel. Ever, I, don't, I don't know if you were no. Rexel Sex Cells. Uh, saw a couple games there. Anyways. So I was like, okay, so they're looking at another big piece. I was like, but half of their lineup still stinks. What's going on? Um, They've got our guy, talking baseball favorite, Josh Young, the big third base prospect. He should be nice neck. He should be up this year. So here's what you do. If you get another big bopper, cool. I don't think they do at shortstop third base. Could be wrong. I like Kiner Falefa at short. He had a pretty solid year for a shortstop last year. Good for him, and he was still young and figuring it out. He's 26. Plays good defense, slaps it around a little cool. Call up Josh Young. You sign another outfielder. You bring up Josh Young. You have a lineup you kind of like. Um, for me, they still need to focus on pitching, which they signed John Gray a couple steps later, which I like that. But he's currently your one. Uh, it's Gray, Dunning, Taylor Hearn, our guy, will Gosh. be a stud. AJ Alexi, who we saw a couple times this year, Young, Spencer Howard, the the prospect they got in the Gibby trade. Spiho, they're calling him. Spiho. So you've got four mm. young pitchers in that rotation. 
if one and a half of them pan out, that's kind of a win for young pitching. So, so are you up in your score? You gave the yeah, you gave is, you gave the Rangers a four eight out of ten on the Simeon deal because they went a year further than everyone. They had to to get him in house. You gave him a four eight for that. Gave the Simeon Rangers, a nine five. Simeon got a nine five. Simeon did great. The Rangers, Trev, if the moves stop here, are you picking the Rangers over the Astros? Are you picking them over the Mariners? Are you picking them over the Angels? I don't know. So they want to do more, which sounds awesome, and they've had the new stadium and COVID hit, and hopefully they're going to do a lot more. If I'm them, grab another outfielder who's a bopper, grab pitchers, like take a chance on Rodon, take a chance on someone, because right now, Gray, Dunning, Hearn, Alexi, Howard. Hearn's a stud. The, the they other traded guys, for Dunning. Know. They traded for Dunning, so they like him. They believe in him. Kershaw's coming. I mean, right? that's what I'm saying. Give me Kershaw and Rodon, and I'll talk some Texas Rangers. Then what the Dodgers do? Their 4.4 goes up to 6.9 for BBD. I don't know. I, I don't know if Kershaw's coming. He seems like a guy who'd want to stay his whole career in one uniform. I don't know, man. I I think it's the Simeon. The reason I say the Simeon deal is a slam dunk. He's probably number two on my list of guys who I trust with my money. Barrios was my number one. I trust that guy with my money. I don't care. I know you're going to be, you're going to work for that. And like I love you. Simeon's maybe one B to Barrios, one A. Model citizen, like works his ass off. I like guys that were bad and then got good. He was bad at shortstop and became a premium defender. Well, I realized like, he I didn't have to go to his right at all. That's, that helped a lot too. But, you know, he worked at it. He he yeah, is I, out there putting the time in. You 75% know? joke. And, yeah, I liked it too. Chapman, my yeah, guy. And me. I was there for a little bit. But <laughs> he was probably bad back then. <laughs> he had a lot of ranging. <laughs> too, right. much, too much to his right. Um. But yeah, I just think you're getting a guy who's setting a culture for you. What's Rangers' culture? I was there. I don't know. He doesn't know. Simeon creates the culture for you. How does this make you reflect on the Gallo trade? I don't know. That's Who'd what they well, get. That, but they nobody, got, right? Well, no, they got two minor leaguers. Um, that I'm, try, I'm trying to remember. I was they got that? four total prospects, and I think like two of them were around the Yankees' top ten, according to whatever website you like. Okay, I don't. I don't know. I, I shouldn't say they got nobody. I I just didn't know, and I I said that, and now I seem stupid. It was Duran who was shooting up some lists. Um, Trevor Halver. I have Duran as my and Josh Smith was the big one. I have Duran as my yeah. 111th top prospect. Yeah, me too. Just outside of the top hunch. Well, yeah, but but he had just didn't he have a great year? He was the one that like just got to 11. Yeah, Josh Smith was the I big one, one, I believe. If I'm remembering right, I think Duran's a higher higher thought of prospect, but they're prospects. We'll see who figures it out. Yeah, I know Gallo's fallen out of favor with some people, but I. I would have liked him to get like have gotten a maybe a team friendly extension if he would have taken that or something like that. Like having him in in this rotation in this lineup is 
would be awesome. I don't think you Joey said you go Gallo. get another bat. He's a bat. I don't think Joey Gallo wants a team friendly extension. I think that dude's trying to break the bank. Uh, yeah, I don't know his contract situation. When is he a free agent? After this year, next right? year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One more year. So yeah. if he puts up I another, I don't know what he demands. What does he demand? If he puts up another four and a half war season, is that bigger than any other outfielder on the market? I would have liked him to stay in a Rangers uniform. How about that? I'm a big fan of Gallo. Their lineup projection right now is still odd. You can see why they're still looking to go get another infielder. So that's where, when I told you I did a deep dive, I mean, I looked at the roster resource. And the second half of their lineup right now is Jonah Heim, Nick Solak, Billy McKinney, Kiner Falefa. So if you put Thick Neck at third, that's a mm. spot. You get me another outfielder. Um, like that, then it becomes a six, seven deep lineup, depending what kind of year guys are having. So it sounds like they're going to keep supplementing it. Um, we'll see. And I'm, I'm just really interested to see where does it fall on the, on the AL West, like standings. Like, are, do we think this team can sign enough guys to scare Houston? I don't know. They'd have to really make moves. Do we think they can scare Seattle? Yeah, with a couple. The Angels? Yeah. So, I'm interested to see what else happens. A's are out. Maybe. A's A's are out. Well, just when you count the A's out. No kidding. They'll probably make a run at the end of the year and sneak into the wild card. (laughs) They'll beat Texas Texas by two games. Yeah. They'll lose in the playoffs, but Billy Bean and Dave Force will be celebrated. Are you going to hit... Gray up. I like those guys, actually. As someone who moved from Dallas to Colorado to Denver, and now he's going Denver to Dallas, do you think that maybe you let him know? I'll let him know some of the spots. I mean, he knows Katie Trail Icehouse by now, I'm sure. Um, And, hey, I'll give – so, you know, I was tough on Texas. I would – well, I was a little tough on Texas for the Simeon signing. They got a stud, but they overpaid compared to what – Everyone else would pay, and that's how they got him to Texas. So I understand it. John Gray, man, I I think this is my – I would tell any fan of any team, if I had told you John Gray signed for four years, $56 million, I think you'd be like, all right, let's go. Let's find out what you got, kid. Good arm. Out of Colorado, yeah. Awesome early settler name. John Gray. Yeah. Uh, John Gray, it's like a 14 14- – Mill a year. So we talk about how the Rangers signed or traded Gallo and now they're signing people and they could have had Gallo for this year. The Rockies didn't trade Gray. The Rockies should be banned. They should. Like if you were in a fantasy league. I think they are. If you were in a fantasy baseball league and a guy did what the Rockies did last season, you'd have a meeting and you, there would be a vote. Is he taking this serious enough? Because there's a lot of money at stake. And <laughs> some people, like, he might lose the boat and get banned from the league. They didn't trade Story. They didn't trade Gray. So two guys they could have got prospects for. Instead, Gray made, what, nine more starts that didn't matter at all? And now they lose him for nothing? Did they offer him the qualifying? Nope. They didn't offer him the qualifying. So they could have got, last year they could have got prospects back for him. This year they could have got, draft pick for him 
And they did the same thing with Story. If it was a fantasy league, you would be going to the commissioner and saying, hey, this guy's not taking the league serious, and he's kind of ruining the vibe. Can we have a vote to kick him out? (laughs) I agree. And we were just there. It's like a beautiful baseball town with a beautiful baseball park, and you have cool uniforms, and like, there's a lot of nice things that you have, except the way you run your team. Didn't they say they didn't want to trade anyone because they didn't want to mess it up? I'm their only hope at this point. So when the Rockies want to bring me in, I will be ready. A special advisory role. Uh, and yeah, if you guys want a little more salt in the wound, because I have a little, mm-hmm. I have a little area on Rockies Twitter. We have a good time. Um, the Rockies front office said they were happy with their offer to Gray. Oh, fantastic! That's He's gone. Matters. All right, good offer. <laughs> Didn't get him. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Man? I think what matters is if Gray thought it was a good offer. Kind of. You know. At the end of the day. You know. At the end of the day. Because I could offer you, you know, my hat for your shoe. Well, and But it, you may not think that's a good deal. They are, they are kind of the current version of the Texas Rangers. Like, it's almost like pick a direction. Like, okay, if you guys really want to do this, and guess what? The NL West is stacked. Dodgers, Padres, now the Giants. Like, go and rebuild. You should have traded Gray. You should have traded Story. Go trade Marquez. You get a King's Ransom for him. Trade Charlie Blackman. Trade everyone, because what are you doing? Nothing. Nothing. (sighs) Rockies. How much do you think they'd have to pay Gray to go back to Colorado? Like, it would have to be so far over market value. He's been there. He's seen it. He does not want to be It was there. less than Thank 14 million a year. Four for 70. They should trade Herman Marquez. The Rockies should trade Herman Marquez. He's got two years left. Pretty cheap. But they've showed that. They don't know how to run their team. They don't care about making their team better. Like, oh, you want to give us some prospects for <laughs> Herman? We could have got those for Gray. What makes you think we'd want those? Click. Do you guys remember when we were going to do profiles on all the ownership groups? Mm. Wow. <laughs> and we decided not to do it. We were going to start with the Rockies. Yeah, well, went, we down, we went down a bad path fast. Yeah. <laughs> and the Rockies are paying the Cardinals however much to have Nolan Arenado. Also, yeah. like the trade the trade they made is they're going to keep paying. Yeah. Rockies not fans e- they're not like, even getting not having to pay a guy anymore. I'm not going to say this. But what I'm not going to say is don't go to the games. Dude, I'm looking at this. Oh, still go to the games to support the players. Trev. That's what Stan told Marlins fans after they traded him. It was like support from afar. Watch on TV. He watch, didn't say to watch on TV. He said support. He said support website. from afar. Go to a bar and watch. Yeah. Go to a, go to go to the game, but don't buy concessions. Bring your okay. own. That'll and turn them. Yeah. Also, don't park. Okay. Just okay. go to the game. Cheer for your players. Because Trev, that's because that trade Marquez. That joy in your voice when you said we were just out there and it's awesome. Mm. There's there's the mountains and you're mile high and it's a beautiful field. So much green, including that outfield and that stuff they're selling. Um, But that's why. That's why they don't care. Rockies make money. 
It's a good time. Go sit in right field, have some beers. But man, ah, uh, you know what? Let them be that. Let them be the leisurely city where you just go and have a few beers and watch some good old baseball. Not on my watch. You know me, military Jake. Get on him. You know who's probably a little upset? Who's that? Antonio Senzatella. Oh, they signed him to a five-year mm-hmm. extension in twenty last year. Yeah, five-year extension, and now like, so he'll get traded. They should trade him. They should trade Marquez. Okay, we weren't talking about the Rockies. No, me. come on, Rockies. Yeah, why are we talking about the Rockies? Because they we need a vote to kick him out of the league. We three votes, four votes right here. Yeah, we've officially Bam. BBD. Would you vote to? To kick them out of the league, the owners. Yeah, of the guys okay. are costing me a job. Jake, my future job. So not a unanimous decision. When Jimmy Junior fires, Nud. man. Nud. I can't wait for that. Day. You got the D backs. Yeah. Someone tweeted us a great Daisy solution, and it was like really good. Or he left it as a comment. I forget what it was. Daisies. Stay um, on schedule, James. What else do we got to talk about here? DraftKings. Mm. Yeah, we do. It's, it's like legal in New York now. It's coming very soon. Uh-oh. Not yet, but it's coming. Um, DraftKings is bringing us all the rest of the updates that we're going to talk about. And I'm going to read the ad now. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game, but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code JOHNBOY. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score. With promo code JOHNBOY this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Jake in St. Lucia. Yeah. Could you gamble? No. Not that I tried. (laughs) (laughs) I asked other people at the resort if they, if you could bet there. How many times did you log into the app and try? Uh, between there and Florida, good chunk. Florida <laughs> not ready yet either. Dude, sports gambling's like going up. Dude, yes. when it gets to New York, like less than three weeks. We're like in it. Four weeks. Live. Live from New York. It's DraftKings. All right. Mm. Um we just got a chunk, just some bullet points here. Blue Jays. They grab right-handed pitcher Kevin Gossman. Five years, $110 million deal. Um, that's a good get for for the Blue Jays and and also a great get for Gossman. Don't know what Jake gave him on his scale, but another guy who took the qualifying offer last year, which we were kind of shocked that he was even offered it by the Giants, and then he, he panned out crazily, and now he gets $110 uh, over five years after that. So another really good bet on himself situation. The Blue Jays, though, lost Simeon. He's not coming back. And I don't know if this means they're going to be in on Ray anymore. And that's the conversation I want to have. But first, just get your guys' thoughts on Gossman to the Jays. Trev, you like it? I do like it. And I made some people mad this morning. Uh, C. Rose asked me if I 
was ready to have higher expectations for the Jays than uh, any other of the AL East teams besides the Orioles. And I said, yeah, I, I have higher expectations for them right now than both the Red Sox and the Yankees. And I know they lost Simeon, and I know they lost Ray. But I think they have less holes right now than either of those teams. The rotation, if you really look at it, adding Gossman, I know you're losing the Cy Young winner in Ray, but you add him in there. You got Barrios locked up. You got Manoa, who looks like a bona fide stud. Ryu, Pearson, Stripling, uh, another dude, I forgot his name. But, I mean, they are, they have some depth there. Um, and I, I, just, I just like the team. I like the signing. I like everything that's going on. The window is here for the Jays. And I think, uh, you know, besides the money, I think Gossman kind of saw that. I think he wants to go to a team that's going to compete and win. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I love it. Both sides. Yeah, the, the Jake trade scale, both uh, both sides of this free agency trade scale, uh, both sides got over 8 out of 10. Uh, Gossman, wow. this, this is kind of the range that he was expected to get, um, and good for him. Man, again, you know, I know our Kelsey tweeted about it, a lot of people did, but, you know, this was a guy that was – DFA'd a couple years ago, and now here he is, uh, five for one ten, man. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, for the Blue Jays, that young core is going to get a year older, and you know, supposedly a year better. They didn't have George Springer for a lot of last year. Um, the rotation: Barrios, Gossman, Ryu, Manoa, uh, Ross Stripling, right now in the five slot. Interested to see what they do the rest of this free agency. Blue Jays fans get mad at me, um, I think because I'm a Yankees fan. I get it. You guys have a ton of money. The Rodgers prints money. Cool. Love it. Love that for you. Love that for us. I don't know if they're going to sign another big fish, big fish. That being said, I don't think they have to. Like what you're saying, Trev, this roster is nice, man. Um Jim, I think what you're alluding, I I think they're probably out on Robbie Ray. I'd be shocked if they're not. If they are, I mean, they are your ALE's favorites. But right now, that's that's my whole thing. Parts coming in, parts going out. It's like a diet. Calories in, calories out. Simeon, third in the MVP last year. He's gone. Official, official. He's gone. Robbie Ray won the Cy Young. He's gone. Gossman's good. Let's see what he does next year, AL East. Uh, he's got some home run numbers that, uh, while he was playing in San Francisco, a ballpark that doesn't give up a lot of homers, and, you know, National League West, he didn't give up a lot of homers. Toronto, wherever they play, those are home run parks. So I'm not saying he's going to be bad. I would love Kevin Gossman. I thought he was going to end up on the Mets. Good for the Blue Jays. If they do another, if they have another like eighty million plus contract coming, like whoa, because I don't care if it's a pitcher or if it's Chris Taylor or wherever it is, mm-hmm. like that adds a different dynamic to this Blue Jays team. As of right now, I've got Simeon and Ray out, and I've got Gossman in, and I guess you could do a whole season of Barrios, and Manoa's older, et cetera, et cetera. But you need a little more. A little more juice in the AL East, and uh, let's be—they're probably going to get that. I don't know who it is yet, though. I'm looking at their team. We, what about like a, not a Corey Seager, but a Kyle Seager? Do you think he can step in like be 
like third base for them. Biggio sure. back to second, something like that. Like they, I think they can make one more move to supplement their infield. They don't need any outfield help. You know, they got three studs. They need, and you know, I don't know. I don't know enough about Espinal. Santiago. I don't either. It's a cool name. He made bullpen's nice. good. They also signed Yimmy Garcia. Yimmy. Um. So. So Jordan Romano, Julian Merriweather, who we we like those guys. You know, when they're on, they're on. I, I just like this team a lot. They fell short this year, twenty twenty one. What two games out, one game out, or something like that. What about uh, Chad saying Chris Taylor, Bryant? Yeah. If they do, like, then it's it's like holy shit! Watch out for the Blue Jays. I would just. They paid George Springer. I know you guys got a ton of money. So do some, so do a lot of the owners. That's the that's the secret. Um, you know, I know Ryu's going to come off the books in two years. You just paid Berrios. Like at some point, do you got? Hey, Blue Jays fans, you like Vlad? You want to re-sign him? Uh, Teoscar's been doing it for a few years. Bo Bichette. At some point, you're going to have to start paying these young guys too. That. I mean, for every no time. every contract from now on, if you guys want Chris Bryant, say goodbye to a Bo or Vlad. Is all I'm saying. Uh, maybe depends on. That's how they that's fine. They the know they CBA. can't keep all those guys. They know they can't keep all those guys. That's why their windows like now, now, like when they can they can still supplement this roster. If you're paying all those guys, you can't supplement the roster. Their windows like now, like 2022, 2023, 2024. That's their window. Yeah, I mean they got a lot of those guys for a while. You know, they got they got Vladdy till through twenty twenty five. Biggio, same thing. Bichette, same okay. thing. Through twenty twenty five. Yeah, that's, that's I didn't I didn't know the end date of that, but through twenty twenty five. It's a long time. Uh awesome. I, th- this is super interesting to me for Robbie Ray because Robbie Ray got offered the qualifying offer from the Blue Jays and um turned it down. So what that means is there's a draft pick attached to him if he signs with another team. The If the Blue Jays were in on him and trying to bring him back, there's no draft pick that they lose, so their price would be higher, and maybe opposing teams are trying to beat the Blue Jays' price. But if the sense is that the Blue Jays aren't in on Ray anymore and every team in on him is going to lose a draft pick, which – Teams really covet. And and I think the threshold is if you give them more than $50 million, you lose a first-round competitive balance pick. Uh, so I think I read that if the Mets, who were in on Gossman, now they have Scherzer, so it's probably not even a thing anymore. But if they didn't get Scherzer, they were in on Gossman, they lost Gossman. If they wanted Ray, they'd have to give up their first round, uh, a 14th pick in the first round, which I don't think they would do uh, for – for Robbie Ray. And I'm wondering how much this changes Ray's outlook because now there's draft picks attached. And I was trying to find teams that just wouldn't care at all that might be in on him. Astros, White Sox, Yankees, Red Sox. Like, they all have, you know, bottom of the first-round picks. But out of the teams that, you know, the Rangers, they'd be giving up a pretty high pick. And they're a team that probably wants their draft picks a lot. Um, Nationals, if they decided not to, and they wanted to go get pitching. Marlins, they're they're buying people. 
Twins, if they wanted to go at it, Rockies made moves last, or Royals made moves last year. So that's just an interesting wrinkle. When Gossman went before Ray and to the Blue Jays, if the thought process is the Blue Jays aren't going after Ray, that may lower Ray's AAV a little. Trev? I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. You're talking about the Jays. If they bring Ray back, they don't lose a pick. Nope. So you're saying like that's their offer to him could be higher than other teams. But what Jimmy's saying is that if this if this Gossman signing took the Jays out of Robbie Ray, a lot of rhyming mm, stuff yeah. in here, mm, then mm. his his number has gone down potentially. Yeah, and the Jays. I mean, right. all it takes is two teams. All it takes is two teams to want him. You just yeah. need one team yeah. for leverage. There so, was, and it depends on the order. There was a report that the Mets weren't going to go to Ray, <laughs> and I had heard it. Because because of the draft, they didn't think it lined up with draft pick, and and Ray is a lot like Patrick Corbin deal, where you know how much are you paying him, and how many years are you giving him after one season? For me, I I don't think that's a factor. I mean, I, I think there's too many good big money teams that are still in on it, and you know I do turkey math here. There's not a lot of. There's a lot of good free agents left. But for a lot of the team needs, some of the big boys are going to be left out of the dance, especially if, like, the Texas Rangers are in the mix on guys. Detroit, Seattle. Like, right now the Dodgers, this is the Dodgers' starting five rotation. And, you know, there's some couple free agents and Bauer, blah, blah, blah. This is their starting five right now. Walker Bueller. Walker Bueller. Urias. Gonsolin, Heaney, David Price. Do we think that's going to be there for May? Do we think that's, well, we'll see when he's back and healthy. Like, do we think that's going to be there five going into the year? I don't think so. No. The San Francisco Giants, they were supposedly in on Scherzer. The Yankees were supposedly in on Verlander. They were in on Verlander. Like, there are still a lot of people at the dance looking for someone to match up with. And Robbie Ray, he just won the side. He's got the most strikeouts of a starting pitcher through a thousand innings or whatever it is. Like, if we, if you think, you know, five for 110, a team's going to talk themselves into Kevin Gossman, I've got the Robbie Ray price north of there. And I mean, I, I don't think that first round pick is going to be too deterrent because we know, like, the Yankees don't care too, too much about their first round picks because they spend a lot internationally. Like, I think. I think you can compartmentalize that, especially if you're getting someone who, when you sign him, you're telling yourself you're signing the defending Cy Young winner, not like, oh, Robbie Ray's had some ups and downs. Like, no, you're saying we got our dude. How many free agents do you think I've signed already? Um, Like real signings? Well, I don't know what your definition is. 25. 29. Okay. That's a good amount. Yeah, it's a lot. Before Christmas, that's a lot. It's usually been very slow. Very slow. Hulis um, Chassin is on there, though. He signed for 1.2. I like the value. Well, yeah. What about Manuel Pina? What'd you call him? Yep. 
Um, yeah, man. I mean, they're still like, what's this? So let me bring up the starting pitching market real quick, if you guys don't mind. Yeah, the the big ones that haven't gone yet that like projected to get the highest. So we still got Correa, Seager, Kershaw, Freeman, Bryant, Story, then Baez. So so of the pitchers. Of so of the pitchers, I mean, guys that you think can be impact, impact guys. Robbie Ray, Kershaw, Rodon, Stroman. I mean, after that, you're getting into like Grinky, Tyler Anderson. Like, I, I'm just saying, like, think there's a lot of big boy teams still looking to sign people, and there's not a lot. Of like high end pitchers left So we'll see what that market looks like The Luis Castillo market Is that going to pick up uh, Will the Fish try to trade in a young arm For some hitting or something like that But high end pitching Like we're Old man crew out there Yeah, We're, we're like You want Lester? Hap? Ooh. Granky? Sex Cueto? It's, it's so Hill? hard to acquire pitching through free agency And that's I mean that's why the teams that can develop it, Dylan Bundy's are out there, always at the forefront of the league standings. Can I put a little lead in your pencil, Jim? You know who's a free yes. agent starting pitcher? Pineda, Kim from St. Louis. Yeah, he had back problems, and they moved him to the the bullpen. But his, I mean, I, I don't know if his numbers fell off. But I think for like a, a long time, Quang Hyun Kim's numbers for the Cardinals. I think Cardinals fans were like, that doesn't seem like that. Like, you know, in 35 games as a MLB player, he's got 2970 ERA. The Nationals got any good pitchers they want to get rid of? Strasburg. Strasburg. Corbin. They're going to, I mean, if they can, they get rid of those guys in a heartbeat. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. All right, that's everything. Is there anything else on the list? I guess who else do we not? There's a lot of stuff we will circle back yeah. on during the weeks where there's no news. Abisail Garcia. Yeah, we should probably hit that. It's big money. I know the fish aren't the biggest market, but. So I have a question for you guys. Yes. This is probably a topic that's very, people don't care about, but I am interested. Sure. The qualifying offer shit blows my mind. The Brewers didn't give Abisail Garcia a qualifying offer. If he was given a one-year 19-mil deal, do you think he accepts it? Or do you think he declines it knowing he wants multiple years? If he declines it, then does he get an offer over 50 mil? No, because there's a draft pick attached. No one's going to offer him. They're going to offer him 48, 49, 47. So if he could go back, you know, does he want the one-year 19, the higher AAV, and, and bet on himself and just stay with the brew crew? Or he, I think probably at this not. Point in his career, once you hit thirty, you want you're looking for that. Guaranteed. That qualifying offer changes so much. Like he he wouldn't get over fifty million if if he got the qualifying. He'd decline it, and then he'd probably take a three year forty to get the AAV a little higher. But that qualifying offer holds so much weight, and it goes into so much. I don't think he would have got this if if he got the qualifying offer and declined it. So not that that matters, but it's just my brain likes looking at those wrinkles. Okay. I mean, Rodon, you know, he didn't get the qualifying offer, too. That's going to be an interesting one. But, yeah, I uh, 
Avisail Garcia, I, I like him. I talked about it on the Chris Rose rotation uh, free agency draft we did. Um, just a really skilled ball player, uh, and I think Miami's got to be good vibes for him. I mean, hey, no state income tax, fun crew down there, Miggy Rowe. He can move around the outfield. Uh, if NLDH comes in, maybe, you know, the fourth, third and fourth year of this contract. I just hope this is their second biggest move. Um because I, I think Avi, he's going to produce for you in different ways. Um, but I don't think he has the high, like, if he has his best of his best year, I don't see him cracking, like, a top 10 MVP. Like, if everything clicked for him. And I think the Marlins need that. So that's why I've been on a big, I'd love for Castellanos to sign there, give him the years. Like, if Avisale's their second biggest or third biggest move to bolster their lineup, then I like it. If if we're doing TPPs in a couple months and we're like, well, they added Avisale and a couple other guys around the field, then it's again think about what we just talked about in the NL East. Like, what what are you really pushing for if if he's your biggest offensive signing? When did Avisale sign his contract? Avi, is that yesterday? Cool name, yeah. I guess, yes, yeah. He was interesting because if you look, you know, you're saying, okay, the Braves are really good, they're gonna be good for a while. Um, you look now at the Mets and you say they're gonna be pretty good, like they have a really good team. So, if you're the Marlins, you gotta somehow jump those two teams. Like, do you think they pause now? Like, maybe they had maybe they wanted to go out and get somebody else, like a Castellanos or. They wanted to make some different moves, but do you pause now? I know you have the good young pitching, but I'm just curious. I, and I want them to go after it. I want them to be competitive because we saw what happened you know, with the Giants this year. They weren't supposed to do anything. There was two teams ahead of them, and look what they did in 107 games. So I'm just curious to see if that has changed their mind. Now that Scherzer's there, they've made those big moves. Does that change Jeets and, and uh, Kim Ang's mind about where they headed. I would hope not. You know, otherwise it's not really in the competitive mm-hmm. nature of They it. just extended Alcantara. Um, yeah. Trevor Rogers, Pablo Lopez, Lazardo, Sixto Sanchez, Max Meyer. Like, they have this pitching they window. Have it. They have this young pitching window coming up that they, you know, their eggs are in that basket that, you know, the, the other – what I would watch out for, Trev, is that, you know, we haven't hit the second part of the true second part of free agency where we see guys like Eddie Rosario and Solaire, guys that are going to be on one, two-year deals. If if I'm the Marlins, you know, it. if you're missing on Castellanos and some of the, the big fish, then go get three, four guys to try to beef out this team that, you know, if you do need to trade them, if you can't jump the Mets, if you can't jump the Braves, then it's easy to get rid of them instead of a big old contract. Yeah. We should probably wrap up here because Feinstein just tweeted, two executives believe Corey Seager will sign today and Javi Baez could get done before the end of the day as well. Oh, boy. Uh, so might be back with a surprise uh, episode. And there's other stuff that we have to cover that happened that, uh, you know, we just don't have time to do today. Uh, but we will cover everything else, trades and, and other shit that's uh, gone down. And there's going to be more. So we'll probably be back if nothing happens before Wednesday at noon. That's the next scheduled show. 
Otherwise, we'll maybe have to pick them up wherever we are and, and react if there's some more stuff tonight or tomorrow morning or we'll figure it out. Um, Seager's going to go to the Rangers. Think so? You're feeling that? Yeah. God, I would like that. Because after looking at their Let's roster, do. I did a deep dive just like you, Jake. Yes. I looked at their roster, and they can't stop. They can't. That can't be it. That because then it, it, then it's just who's going to pitch for them though? Need some pitching. Well, then they go. Well, it. then they go get Kikuchi, Rodon, and like that that crew, and just say, here we go. They got to if they go get Seager, James. They then they got to really go. Then they like, got right. Kershaw. Like, Seager and Kershaw. Go get Kershaw. That's like stepping onto a treadmill that's like already on level seven. Like get your get your legs ready. Get Kershaw, Rodon, and then get fill-in hitters and hope thick neck young is the answer. But I yeah, I got I think they're gonna get Seager. Do it, Texas. Do it. Everything's everything's bigger. Be the new angel of Texas. Be the new angel. (laughs) Wow. Like, but already Tough, you already man. are. I don't know. You're kind of worse. That's a beano. Oh man. Oh. Uh, just if anyone's interested, Trevor May's going live on JM Baseball at two. That's in ten minutes. What about minutes. that? Wow. Okay. With Chris Rose. What about that? Buy a shirt, freaks. Let's go there. Eight seamer hit out the park.